A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Hello, bonjour, wagwan, and happy new year, everyone. Thank you for listening to The DNA Airwaves. Today's episode is brought to you by The DNA Project, your entertainment agency. Want to learn more about this great company and what they do? Then please visit thednaproject.ca for more details. We're also brought to you by the MPL, Toronto's modular film and audio studio. Please visit the-mpl.com to learn more. Our first guest for 2021 is the incredibly versatile Kalindo Parker. Kalindo is a multi-instrumentalist, singer-songwriter, and lead guitarist for Janelle Monet. He began playing the guitar at the age of eight and was propelled into the music scene under the guidance of his uncle, Maceo Parker, a saxophonist for James Brown. Since those early years, he has collaborated and co-arranged with Janelle Monet on multiple hits featured on her Grammy-nominated albums Metropolis, Arc Android, and Electric Lady. Most recently, Kalindo released his new single, Long Gone, which is available wherever you stream your music. We had a great conversation with Kalindo about how he first connected with Janelle, his process when writing and producing music, and so much more. We had a great conversation with this gentleman, and we hope you guys enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed talking to him. This is the DNA Airwaves. Yeah, yeah. Man, we're glad to have you. We're super happy that you made the time and we're able to connect and have this chat with you. I know you're crunched for time, so we're just going to talk really fast and breeze through everything. But uh, <laughs> um, that's, uh, we all, it's always interesting to see where we start on these things. So why don't we just start today with uh, how did you get your start with music? Yeah, great question. Uh, really, I would say... I'm going to take it back to when I was born. Um, my father and my mom were at a James Brown concert watching my uncle Maceo and my uncle Melvin perform. And uh, the water broke <laughs> right during the James Brown set. So they rushed her to the hospital and I was born that night. So I think that wow. might have something to do with it. <laughs> uh, other than that, you know, going to concerts as a kid in Parliament, you know, George Clinton. Uh, I saw Kiss when I was 10 years old, you know, and um, decided I wanted to be a guitarist, you know, and um, I've just, you know, I haven't turned back ever since. That's, in, that's uh, I mean, when did you really actually decide to take it like really seriously? Or when did you realize that you could take this and, and take it into like a career level? Mm, probably when I was 13. 13. Wow. Okay. That's when you were like. Set. Yeah, because I, I was I was trying to figure out if I wanted to be a baseball player or or a <laughs> and I thought about it and I looked at the at the 
the uh, salaries that the baseball players were making. And at that time, it was like what my dad was making, which was which is fine, you know. Right. But yeah. Billions, not hundreds of thousands. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do music. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> first motivation, and then also I love being able to dedicate a song to a, a girl that I had a crush on or something like that. You know, you can't really do okay. that. You can't compose your performance or, I mean, you could say this home run was for you, but you know, it's not quite yeah, the same. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so when you, um, when you actually decided on guitar, were there any other instruments that you were kind of playing around with or were you dead set on guitar from day one? I was dead set on guitar. You know, I, I learned piano first and I love the piano, but I wanted to have the ability of uh, being able to play on the beach and dance around and move around right. and, and, uh, and solo. Like, you know, you can play piano solos, but you can't bend the note really on the piano. Yeah. You know, right. uh, what do you mean? Look at him. Yes, you can. <laughs> when did you start actually writing and producing music? Was mm -hmm. that much later in your life? Yeah, writing I did pretty much when I was about eight or nine years old. I started writing like real simple songs. But producing, I didn't really start producing until about 2000. And well, I mean, as a kid, I, you know, I would, I, as a teenager, I would produce my little four track stuff. But yeah. Know, count so really producing professionally i didn't start doing that until about 2011 with julie black from also from toronto yeah also from toronto shout out to julie black yes i co-wrote and co-produced her album the black book wow so how is an artist uh like someone from you from new york how did you end up connecting with julie in toronto Amazing, uh, connect. Great question. Amazing that we connected through young Pete Alexander, her producer and drummer at the right, time. Okay, he was the drummer for Janelle Monae at that time, and that's how we met. So back in those days, it was Janelle Monae was just Janelle Monae, myself, and young Pete and Mitch on stage. Mitch would operate the tracks, you know, in the background. So it really, was like a trio on stage. So we toured with No Doubt, for example, just the three of us, you know. Right, right. Exciting. Yeah, so Pete. What was, was that like? Oh, my God, it was amazing. Just, you know, yeah. three of us on stage in coliseums and uh, arenas and, and, and crowd all there early cheering us on. So much fun. I could only imagine. Right. Have, you, uh, have you and Julie done anything since? Not since. Not since. I've gotten really really busy focusing on Janelle Monet and and um so I couldn't really do anything else with anybody else unfortunately right but it's paid off for for Janelle I mean she's really out there which is so great yeah she's really 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 big um big fan what um what was the last project you guys worked together on um dirty computer Dirty computer. Okay. Recent album, yes. So I'm on all the albums, worked on all of her albums from the very beginning, Metropolis, all the way through Dirty Computer. And we just did a private show in LA that'll be airing um, for the uh, the prom after party, like screening. Party. Right. So that'll be yeah, yeah. prom. I mean, you've worked with so many incredible artists, just like Janelle and that you've mentioned and Julie Black. What would you say was the defining moment that led you on that pathway to working with all these major artists? Like, was there something that sparked and then it kind of just um, snowballed into you just getting other artists 
to connect with? Pretty much. Yeah, it's a very light snowball, but, you know, a small snowball. But, yeah, you know, just God um, presented me with the opportunity to work with Janelle through one of her producers, Chuck Lightning. And uh, he, he found me in a studio session in Atlanta and uh, asked if I could work with him and his band, Deep Cotton. And uh, this was before Janelle had a record deal or an album out. And, um, you know, she heard us working and she liked my, my work, my guitar work, and asked me to work with her as well. And then, you know, she got signed about, I don't know, maybe a year later or so. And uh, here we are 15 years later. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. It's pretty amazing. What's your production technique like? Because um, just like film directors, some some producers are very hands-on um, and want to affect everything from the harmony to what distortions are being used and all that. And then some producers leave more of that to the engineer. What's your style of production? I'm more of a live producer. I, I want to accomplish the sounds uh, uh, here for like, you know, in the uh, analog stage first before post-production. I just feel that uh, I'm, I'm more capable of having um, a, an uncompromised or, or unlimited array of sounds uh, when I do it that way. It's kind of ironic because you would think it's the other way around, but yeah. there's, certain, there's certain tonalities and certain effects that like choruses and uh, modulation effects that I feel like digitally I've not found the way to come close to the quality that I get from some of my analog pedals. Okay, yeah. so you, you, you prefer to add those effects in, in the analog stage, mostly as guitar pedals, would you say? Yes, for guitar pedals, yes. For, now, for vocals, definitely not. That's going to be post-production for sure. You know, um, So I basically tr I do, I treat myself like a rock artist when I record, and I'm finding that less is more. The, the more experience I get in production, it's way easier for me to produce artists with less instruments, you know, uh, cause I'm so as a rocker, I'm so into like multiple, you know, instruments, multiple tracks, you know, like rush. Double everything, like, layer everything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So many layers. I rush all those bands are huge layers, but um, I'm really enjoying bringing it down, simplifying everything kind of like with hip hop, you know, you, you hear like three or four instruments and then you're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, hey guys, I'm going to welcome myself to the show. I've had some tech <laughs> issues here, so <laughs> I'm joining a little late. Um, great to have you. I guess I should say that officially, Kalindo. Um, what's it like for you co-writing and co-producing? I know you're working with some of the best in the industry now, so what's the experience like each time you sit down? It's an honor. Story? I'm, I'm yeah. grateful for it. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't take it for granted ever. Um, and it's a lot of fun, you know, uh, it's, it's different because I, I've known, um, Janelle Monet for so many years that I, I've known her before she was famous. So I know That's her true. as, the, you know, so I'm not like, Oh my God, I don't believe it. I'm about yeah. to go to the house. Oh, no. yeah. hey, oh my God, which I would be. Of course. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. If I just, met her. so I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to see my sister, you know what I mean? My good, my, like one of my best friends. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. You know, and, um, and so we talk to each other that way. I mean, we're very honest and open with each other. And, you know, I mean, we, you know, we've spent, gosh, we've spent, I've spent more time with Jeanette Monet than I have with my girlfriend. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> I really know her really well. 
So, that shows the am, closeness. Yeah. yeah, that's important. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. Everything about me, and I know everything about her, and um, so we're super duper close. And um, nice. and yet, I'm very very grateful because I do get where I am in my life. And I'm so thankful to God and, and to course, Janelle yeah. and team Chuck and Nate, you know, and everyone who uh, helped make these albums so spectacular. Yeah, it's been an amazing. Can journey. I ask? I'm going to be asking the uncomfortable questions. Oh shit! I mean, um, <laughs> oh, no. so when you're, I'm going to stick to the production side. When when you're producing, especially if if you're a player, and uh, I, I think the more as a producer, you know, the more likely you are to at least at one point run into some sort of friction with an artist on a part where you're like, this doesn't work, right? It's just straight up, this is harmonically wrong or whatever. Do you ever have a line that you're like, seriously, like? we have to do it this way because the other way is dissonant or whatever, or at one, at some point you're like, this is your song and I'm done. And how, what do you do? How Great do you handle question. that? Great question. I'm honest. I say exactly what's wrong. Uh, I hear a rub, you know, and this, this has happened a few times, mm-hmm. uh, really where I've heard a minor second kind of rub or, you know, or it's mm-hmm. like, there's a major chord, but the, the melody, uh, someone singing, a, the, you know, the major second and that mm-hmm. rub is really right. wrong. And usually what I get is I'll get, uh, no, it's, I like it that way. And then <laughs> when the record is released, switch to the suggestion that I made, uh. you know what I mean? So, so if it doesn't have, so I don't fight it on the spot. You know, if, if the, you know, the main producer or the artist is like, nah, I like it that way. I'll like, okay. You know what, what I'm going to say? After? Somebody listen to, to that kind of situation and then turn to you and be like, How'd you let that happen? Uh, not really, because they actually, honestly, they don't allow it to be released that way. Like they're always, what's, what's great about the, the people I work with, Janelle and the team, even mm-hmm. if they say no to the suggestion, by the time the album comes out, they, they've ironed it out and they've fixed it. Seriously. Right. I enough mean, enough okay, people yeah. get involved and they're like, you can't do that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. So that's a great but, question. Yeah. You don't. It's not. You don't want to get into an argument over it because of the artist has. You know, it's it's like a painting. You know, you go to a museum, and you see you see artwork on the wall, and you're like, how does this person know this painting is done? Like, and your team is like, voila, fini. And it's just like, I don't know, if it's done. Mm-hmm. The artist knows, you know, what's right and what's. Okay. So, yeah. What do you enjoy doing the most? Playing, writing, or producing? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say playing. Yeah. Playing and listening and performing. You know, I like listening to the production after it's done or at least when we're yeah. in the final mixing stages, I'm like, yeah, man, this is great. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, work, the hard it's work. I mean, the other, everything else is definitely work and uh, I can't take that for granted. You know, that's not like, Oh yay, We get to, you know, party. We're not partying. We're working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Work. Yeah. The finished product. What's what's been your favorite place to perform? Do you so ever far? not let artists party? Sorry. Is it my favorite, my favorite place? <laughs> Two questions in one. <laughs> no, you. <Yeah. laughs> Please, Anthony. Mike's here. Uh, what's been your favorite place to perform so far? Wow, I don't have one particular favorite, but I will say um, I love um, I love. Um, 
I love amphitheaters. I think they're incredible. So uh, in Denver, there's Red Rocks. I love Red Rocks. I love the Gorge in uh, Seattle. Um, I love the Hollywood Bowl in LA. Mm. Uh, so outdoor venues are just incredible. The, the acoustics are just are just heavenly. Uh, indoors, I would say Madison Square Garden. You know, just because it's a, the classic, legendary arena. You know, playing there just uh, it's been a dream of mine. So we, I, I think we did it twice, and uh, I enjoyed it the first, the second time better than the first time for various reasons. But that's another conversation. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. What? Yeah, why don't you share the reasons? Or is it, we'd love to know. <laughs> we opened for Prince, and um, oh, Prince! It was our first time opening for Prince, and we were really excited and nervous, and and ended up hiring a lot of musicians for the first time ever. And so, um, mm-hmm. and we had a short amount of time to perform and to sound check. So, by hiring all these extra musicians, we had less time to sound check. Once you get all the inputs and stuff together we were out of time and we couldn't really have a sound check so that freaked me oh, out yeah that, yeah you want to make you want to get me nervous before a show freak like cancel out my sound check that that's the first step <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean uh and then yeah. we did, and um we ran out of time on stage so we had to cut out cold war which was which is one of my favorite live songs because high energy and after the show prince was like why didn't you guys play cold war Oh man! Um, no. <laughs> so it was that kind of vibe. Uh, Got gotcha. you. Do you have okay. any weird Prince stories? I hear every story I hear about Prince is really weird. You know, I don't. I, the weird stories that I have are how not weird he was around us, which I thought was weird. Huh. You, know <laughs> you were I mean? also expecting it, right? I was expecting him to be weird. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I don't know, or, or uh, I don't know, just Prince. You know, you look at pictures, you see videos. You're expecting that person. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, hey, did you, did you see the football game last week, man? You know, like, are you, like, like we're like, what? Did you say pancakes? And he's like, no, pancakes. And we went to his house at three in the morning in L.A. His L.A. house. Wow. And he, his well, his cook cooked Aunt Jemima pancakes. That's so like, funny. That's hilarious. Bar watching this dude cook Aunt Jemima. Just add water, Aunt Jemima. Like not even, <laughs> <laughs> not even gourmet. See, that's <laughs> weird. Dude, so they, were they were so gourmet, you know. And then after that was done, we were all out there talking to him for a while. Uh, at the end of the night, when the cook left and everybody else left, there he is, there he is, Prince, washing his dishes, washing our dishes. Wow. Well, I'm just like, I'm that's not weird to you? That's, weird. that's <laughs> amazing. Prince, <laughs> wash your dishes? That's, that's a weird look. Dude, the hair. Bucket right. look. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Dude, that's, that's awesome. That's humbling. Wow. Wow. I think Prince really liked pancakes because there's another story I've heard <laughs> regarding pancakes with Charlie Murphy. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't know until after that had happened. I've, I've heard Kevin Smith was talking about how one time they were um, in Minnesota and he, he was like, it's 3 a.m. I want camels. And he like ordered his assistants to bring him camels. And they're like, Prince, we can't bring it's winter here. We can't bring you a camel. And he like lost it on them. Wow. That's why I was expecting, but still having having a personal chef do just add water and Jemima sounds almost <laughs> as crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. What what is your absolute favorite guitar? 
I'm just curious. It was just a random question I was thinking. And why? It's a great question. And why? That's wow. Uh, that's a tough one because they're they're so different. It's it's almost like it's almost like people in a weird way, or like looks, or like colors. You know, like mm. it's just hard to say. When people ask me my favorite color, I used to be able to just be like, oh yeah, green, blue, like whatever. Now it's like yeah. you know, I'm starting to like pink now, like. In a weird way, you know, like pink and black are great together, dude. Like pink and black, man. Right. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite color, but I love pink now. You know, um, favorite guitar. I'm gonna say overall, the Fender Stratocaster is the most diverse guitar. So if I had to have only one guitar on an island, that would be on the list, a short list of, of three. <laughs> What's the short list? The short list is easily a Gibson Les Paul custom, uh, Fender Stratocaster and the Brian May uh, red special. Um, and then maybe a, a big, Ooh. a big jazz, a 355. I love 355s. Electro Spanish. Electro like a Spanish hollow guitar. body? Yes. This is the hollow, yeah. the semi hollow. Okay. Those are the four. Those are my four favorite guitars. And if I had to narrow it down, it would take me some time to think about it. I mean, in a way, I might just take the, the hollow body because I can kind of like do so much with it and it's just such a work. And if you're on an island, you probably can't plug it in. So exactly. It's a good Better. point. Figure it out. There it is. Wow. Yes, I need someone like you around so I can like. You know, bounce ideas off of, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're making your desert island list, call me because otherwise you'll just bring like electric shavers and stuff and just be stranded. <laughs> that reminds me of Matt's camping story. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to leave that alone. Refer to episode one we if just, you want to hear that story. Yeah, they were just mad. Well, Anthony was mad at me for like Googling whether or not it's safe to be in a tent during a lightning storm. He thought I, I should have just waited it out and seen what happened because that's how you camp without a phone. Yeah, no cell phone, sleeping in the car rather than the tent, normal stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was a light. Uh, All right, well, fair enough. I'll try better next time. I'm new at being <laughs> I think Dariki and I won that argument. Episode one, check it out. Yeah, check it. it out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kalindo, you mentioned being a little nervous that show um, when you didn't get the sound check. Yeah. I'm assuming now you've done so much that you typically don't get nervous before a show, but can you talk us through like your pre-show routine a little bit? Is it yeah. always the same? Yeah, it's usually, it's usually the same. Um, I uh, practice before I go on, make sure my ear, my in-ears are in. Um, the things that make me nervous are when techn technological stuff is off. Like if we didn't have sound check or in the case of that print show, in addition to the sound check, we were performing on his on his symbol stage, so uh, mm. my area. So yeah, it was like super narrow. Then there's like a mm. twenty foot drop. If you if you miss your cue, you can fall and <laughs> pretty severely. Is the symbol stage? Are there like holes in the middle, or is it just yeah. the silhouette outline? Everything is like holes everywhere. The holes are in the middle. Oh, it's literally his symbol from the top down. Yes, that's terrifying. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And how literally. tall was the stage? And it's, it's, oh, I mean, I, I, looking back, I feel like it was 20 feet. I don't know. It felt like a good 20 feet. Could have you seen Prince. That would have been good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> in the Coliseum, so everyone has a great seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And 
walk downstairs to get backstage. You have to walk downstairs in the center of the symbol. I mean, that, that in itself, you know, my amp was somewhere far back. I mean, that made me very nervous, you know. The uh, future shows we did with Prince after that were on a normal stage, you know, the, the traditional stage. And I had so much more fun, even though I love playing with him. Now, I will say that first time he did ask me to join him on stage and do a little jam with him, which was great. I had so much fun doing that. So you can see that on the video. I'll, I'll send that to you or look at my Instagram page. You can see it. Um, sure. Super cool. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, but you're, the routine is really to work out, uh, you know, my fingers, stretch my fingers and my legs and my arms. I do a lot of movement on stage and stuff. I got to practice my neck because I do a lot of shaking back and forth. And, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, hydrate myself. Water, lots and lots of water. That's the new routine. Before it used to be alcohol, you know. Mm. But, uh, the problem with alcohol, other than the obvious, because you 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 know, it's like it's like being an athlete. Do you really want to? Do you really want to have some some shots before you go uh, be a wide receiver right now? Is right. that really? <laughs> like, really? Uh, it depends where you are. Who's game, tackling man. you? Yeah, I like to save the, the drink if I'm going to have one for after the show. I like that. I can respect that for sure. Yeah, um, people don't talk a lot about hurting your neck from headbanging it's it can be a serious problem have you ever like what's the worst that you've hurt yourself headbanging because i i remember times when i couldn't look up anymore yeah that was shame that was just a shame man that's a that was just shame i'm a headbanger you sure are Oh man. Okay. Um, so yeah, speaking of headbanging and all that stuff, you your choreography with Janelle and the band is just it's intense to say the least. How do you prepare? Like what kind of rehearsals and preparation go into the show, the live show, the choreography, um, musical arrangements and all that? Like how intense is it? Uh, it's very intense. Uh, we have an incredible choreographer, Jamel, who uh, his name is similar to Janelle. <laughs> Jamel <laughs> Uh, Jamel and Janelle. Well, yeah, uh, he is there for everything when it comes to our presentation. Even for Janelle and my duo performances, he's there guiding us. You know, um, wow. he allows me to do my thing. He says, "Just do the Kalindo thing," and, and you know, but he'll kind of show me when and where to do certain things that I do. You know, for the most part. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. There's a visual perspective of what we're doing movement-wise. There's a sound perspective. We're trying to emulate the album. So it's it's very intense. So we usually fly out to L.A. Uh, well, they're already in L.A., but, you know, those of us who aren't, we fly to L.A. and, and rehearse for about a month or so in the, in the big soundstage. And uh, and then we go on the road. I can't wait to do it again, man. Can't wait to go to Toronto. I'm trying to remember where we played. Uh, last time we played Toronto, we played outdoors. I remember that much. But I got Molson Amphitheater, maybe? Bud Light or Molson? Yeah, it could be that. Could be. It, was a, it was a big event. Gosh, I got to look at the water. Up. Matter of fact, yeah, uh, I think it's by the water. Matter of fact, this okay. picture on the wall was from that show. I don't know if you can see it. Well, here you I can. Yeah. Yeah. You can probably guess yeah. where it is. This is literally, it doesn't say in the back, but this is the show in Toronto. And that's me. Well, we can Michael. see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the Brian cool. May guitar. Yeah, that's my black. We'll take your word that it's Toronto for sure. Cool. The smoke yeah. looks like Toronto, the haze. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> like Recognize that. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean hopefully, hopefully, you can check you out next time you're in Toronto for sure. We'll look forward to that. Yeah, let's do it. Let Get us know. Can you tightrope? Can you tightrope? Can I tightrope? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I, I love when she does that. I love when I tried to do it. I hurt my ankle doing it, though. I mean, I can do the dance. <laughs> I can literally tightrope. Uh, yeah, I can do the dance. You know, I'm James, it's a James Brown step, basically. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Was that difficult for you to pick up though? Like adding the full choreography to your playing? It seems like yeah. the higher you go. No, okay, simple answer right there. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an air guitar man. I, I used to. I, the first thing I ever did was air guitar, and it's uh, all about me. you know what I mean. So I mm. emulate myself as air guitarist when I play guitar. It's a, it's <laughs> a good starting it. place. Yeah. Yeah, because it's more fun. You know, I don't want to see somebody just like looking at their guitar and standing still. I want to, I want that person to be like acting like a crazy man or a woman. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I act like a crazy man and a crazy woman. Fair enough. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you know, <laughs> so are you all, are all of y'all from Toronto? You as well, Matt? Yeah. Nice. We're all neighbors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, t technically, I'm the only one from Toronto, but they're close enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all wait. connected. I can't wait to go back. I love Vancouver as well. Oh, yeah. it was really yeah. nice. Yeah. Different. Yeah. So, what's New York like now with the uh, lockdown? Are you guys in another phase of lockdowns over there? Yes, we are. Um, it's it's covered in snow, you know, and uh, it's you know, it's, I think it's pretty beautiful right now i mean for me lockdown is not much different from not lockdown you know i'm right usually at home as a producer anyway you know i'm recording I got my mic right here my keyboards right here i got my moog synthesizers you can't really see them but they're on the, on the right and mm -hmm. i got my amps over here and I, just, I go out for groceries every now and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> York, uh, as long as you have a big window yes good. i do have a huge and I got a roof garden, so I uh, I was going to oh, have this call, and I was like, you know what? This is not the iPhone call. I got an iPhone interview later. That could be on the roof. Yeah, yeah. differentiated. Put on a different yeah. shirt. It, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know. I'll show my tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's your um? What's your process as far as writing goes? You're spending a lot of time doing that. Do you start with lyrics, melody? Do you compose or come up with things on your guitar, piano? That's a great question. It depends. I mean, sometimes it's lyrics. Sometimes it's just a guitar riff, you know, and uh, and sometimes it's melodies. You know, if I have an idea like um, a line in my head, like a really cool line, then it'll be based on that line. So the lyric will come first or the melody line okay. will come first. So it totally depends. There's no, uh, you know, consistent process. Got you. Okay. Can you, if there's no consistent process, can you, because uh, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and guess that you are the kind of songwriter that finds ideas in unconventional places. Maybe it's yes. just the, the, the wrong guess. Do you have any examples of that where you maybe heard something out, outside and incorporated into a song or you heard something on TV? I yeah. guess, I guess, but I'm sure you have those. Absolutely. TV, watching sports all day, because I'm a big sports, big football, baseball guy. I love it. And, uh, you know, you'll hear all these guitar riffy, bluesy, <clears throat> you know, uh, in the commercials and stuff, like truck commercials. I'm like, yeah, that's a good shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
that song long gone. You know, that came from just the new Jeep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you know, so there's that, or if I'll go to church, I'll just get inspired by the choir and the organ and all right, praise kind of music, you know, from that. My mom, who's Jewish, I've, I've gone to her synagogue several times, and I get inspired from that too. That, that Middle wow. Eastern music is. It touches my other heritage, which is, you know, Africa in that area, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, very like, uh, very dark and like uh, minor based music. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I, I love it. Just as long as I'm surrounded by it, it'll inspire me. Nice. Yeah. And you what can sort of, do you, do you, when you listen to your music, do you, can you sort of tell what you were going through at that time musically? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's cool. What's that, Anthony? Yeah. What was that gesture? No, it's just hilarious. <laughs> Are we talking over you? <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just happening. The connection's killing us today. We're all oh, uh, sorry. talking yeah, over each other. I didn't other. hear you say anything, but oh, I'm no, happy no, okay. I hurt your no. feelings. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> My feelings are not hurt. It's okay. I'll keep trying. Um, please do. <laughs> Let's see how far we can push this thing. Um Let's go camping, Matt. Uh, Clindo, what inspires <laughs> you outside of music? Mm. Love. Oh, <laughs> Love. Okay. All that stuff. Happiness. Um, equality, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. Want yeah. Everyone equal. I don't want to see people having to uh, have like their lives be a subpar level compared to other people's lives. That doesn't make right. sense. You know, what is this, a job position right now? We're all human beings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I come from a a law family as well. My my father uh, was the first black professor at Columbia University Law School. And so he taught me about law and my mom also uh, law as well. She studied law as well. And, um, you know, his, his line to me would always be, the laws are made to be changed, and that's why he's a professor to teach and uh, to help with, with, with and educate people um, with mm. voting. And you know, you want to get the right judges in and stuff. To because some some of the laws that we had before were you know inhumane. They had to be changed. You know what I mean? Like for example, colored only. Come on, that that's was right. our, it was against the law to the water fountain or to sit in the front of of a school bus. So. Yeah. Things like that inspire me. When you see literal laws being changed, could you imagine if that was actually a law right now? Oh my gosh, I, I could not survive in this. Can't Dude, I'd be in jail. No. Yeah, I think a lot of us would be for sure. Yeah, I think that was yeah. the point of that law. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, freaking guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I had a great, I had a great question, Matt. You made me forget it. Um, then really, yeah, wasn't that great? <laughs> it's great. Here it goes. Here it goes. It just came back. So you're talking yeah. about the inspiration, um, equality, and all that powerful stuff. I also have. Um, I know that you're working with. Uh, I think it's the Denver School Board. Um, what is that like a mentorship program? Can you tell yes. us a bit about that? Because that seemed pretty powerful to me. I'd love to hear it in your words. Yes, it is. Thank you for asking. Um, it's it's amazing. I feel like I get to step in my father's footsteps by mentoring wow. young people, you know, and these young kids are at that age where they uh, can develop into amazing human beings, amazing adults, I should say, because they're already amazing human beings. Um, 
that's a very important time. When we're seven, eight, nine years old, let me tell you, I mean, you all know as men, um, you know, and I'm speaking to men at this point, you know, we can choose to be <laughs> men that we've seen, you know, start wars, you know, men that we've seen batter women, um, or we could choose to be uh, the men that you guys are and the, that I am, that my father was, loving, caring, educated, um, aware of what to do and what not to do, you know. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm that, yeah. letting them know that they can be anything they want to be. And, you know, happiness is key. I mean, I think most people want to be happy. That's my guess. I mean, some people don't. They probably like not being happy. I, I really can't have my guess, but I think I we want to be happy. Be. Yeah, you know, and happy as they come. Look at this smile. Yeah, <laughs> that, oh, man. Be happy. man, I'm That's so why that's happy. all it's a classic song. I mean, it's universal. I feel good. That's the simplest song ever. If you're happy <laughs> and you know it, that's yeah, there you go. That's yeah. also exactly. <laughs> man, that was that's, that's about, powerful stuff. Thank you. Speaking about happy, sorry, congrats on your new single, Long Gone, which is doing really, really well. Uh, Do you plan on releasing more music in 2021, more solo music, or is this just something that you did as a passion project, or do you plan on keep continuing to do a lot more solo stuff? I am. I actually uh, am finishing up a rock opera, which is near to heart, and I'm working really hard on it. I've working on it for quite some time, and... Um, now working uh, with Janelle and, and Nate and everyone in the uh, Wonderland. And um, I've tapped also some other outstanding producers. This is going to be a mind blower. I mean, it's um, very dramatic, nice. very passionate. Uh, unlike the stuff I put out before, this is, this is really like tearjerker heart kind of stuff. I mean, I think I was kind of testing the waters with some of the songs I put out, just kind of see, you know, give people a touch of, of, and a taste of what I do and kind of see how they react to it. But um, Get ready for this one. This is this is going to be pretty big. What so, was the inspiration yeah. behind uh, wanting to do a rock opera? Growing up in the in the theater, uh, I, I started out as an opera singer in the children's chorus at Lincoln Center and Metropolitan Opera House, which was kind of wow. you were an opera singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, I know it's hard to believe. I was actually a soprano. Would you believe yeah. that? It's huh. um, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Well, how old you know, were you when you were a soprano? Oh, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, okay. I was gonna oh, say so, some things well, have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I can probably go up alto range, but um, yeah. Victoria, 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 mio cuore. You know, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You're still okay, pretty surprised. Okay. Another okay. exclusive. Okay. You heard it first here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some lyrics. You know what I'm saying? But seriously, <laughs> in a scope. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and then and then watching uh, rock operas like Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, Tommy mm-hmm. by the Who. You know, um, there's so many great ones. You know, and so that inspired me to just you know do it one day. And you know, Arc Android is something that we were all inspired by those dramatic uh, operas and con- conceptual albums. And so you know, it's time for for me to do my little thing and give give my two cents. So I think you all will will appreciate it. There's a little bit something for everybody. Nice. When do you think that'll be released, or when do you hope for it to be released? 2021. I, you know, maybe towards the end of 2021. Okay. Okay. Right before. Right, time to start touring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah no, that that'd be a perfect time to put it out. Yeah. Um, you also have uh, merchandise. I saw. I don't know if you are you still uh, promoting that. Do you want to tell the fans where we can get our hands on some yeah. of that? asking kalindo.com get those t-shirts they're amazing soft material they're cool um go online check out the, nice. the ladies and the, and the men wearing these uh, these shirts they're rock and roll they're soul they're funk they're funky they don't smell funky they smell clean and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> did you really design them the like you... <laughs> yeah man yeah i i designed and um uh they're basically they're basically from a picture that I took a long time ago, and uh, okay. So what was the picture? Uh, a picture of me myself in front of a computer, you know. So I designed them um, along with uh, Isis, who helped me put the picture into um, into an Isis Valentino put the picture into an actual thing. Um, she's uh, the lead singer of Saint Beauty, so she okay put that into into motion. And I wish I had one one of my picks I could show you, but uh, I also have these. Kalindo guitar picks. I guess I took them all to, to uh, L.A. as well. Oh, here's my. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's sorry. That's Gene Simmons. That's not me. Wow, I got it. Oh, here we go. There we go. No, that's, <laughs> hey, I don't have any of my stuff here. Oh my gosh. It's all right. We'll uh, we'll make sure you get that to us, and we'll uh, we'll put that up <laughs> yeah. and share it with people. <laughs> uh, nothing here. Yes, Kalindo.com. It's there. All right. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, what what advice would you give to musicians coming up behind you? I know you have a wealth of experience, so we'd love to get some of that out to people. Yeah. The next Kalindo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just say, um, do you be yourself? You know, uh, focus hundred percent on on um, being as good as you can be, practicing, listening to everything that's going on in the music scene, so that you're aware at least. You know, you don't have to necessarily copy what's out there but um because it, it's a business but at the same time people can tell if you're being authentic so be 100 sure. percent yourself do you think that you were always authentic from the get-go i find a lot of musicians tend to emulate their the people they like before they actually figure out who they actually want to be or are as an artist do you think that you um were right out the gate Kalindo, or did that take some time to kind of feel confident to, and when do you think that that confidence came? It's definitely taken time because I, I feel like I've released stuff trying to fit in, you know, and uh, yep. it didn't really do so well because of that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, like my song Sugar, I would love to re-record that and reproduce that because, you know, excuse me, the way that I present it now and I perform it is the way I'd really want to present it as a single not the way that I actually released it. So I right. changed, you know, the lyrics, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not really moved mm -hmm. by the lyrics. I'm <laughs> my own critique, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's not enough guitar, so it's kind of like, eh, I'm not really interested. The, the riff is cool, but not enough guitar. The song sounds cool, but nah, man. When I redo that song, it's look out. Yeah, yeah, when can we look out for that to happen? Probably next year as well. It's something that I'm grooving on right now. It's a, it's a great idea for a song. It's just it needed some deeper lyrics. You know, it's paying homage to women. You know, sugar and spice and everything nice. Uh, and yeah. it's so I thought the lyrics should be a little bit better, and uh, the song should be a little bit more interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? A little more driving, and from the heart, more from the heart. Does that happen often with your songs that you? I mean, like with your own music as far as looking back after, because I know you're constantly evolving as a person, as a musician, 
is it a constant or is it a frequent that you look back and want to redo things? It does now. Yeah. And yeah. mainly because I rush, I've, I've had a tendency to rush and release stuff because I just want to get stuff out, you know, and then with the pandemic as well, I've been like, okay, let's get stuff out. And, yeah. you know, after hanging out with uh, Janelle Monet and uh, for the past, you know, few weeks and talking about it, yeah, it's better to just wait, <laughs> take your time, make it great. Wait for the pandemic True. to decide and and go in hard so you know it's cool i'm glad I, I released those songs i learned from it david bowie did the same thing he released a ton of songs that did mm. not do well at all he released albums that didn't do well and until he released uh, uh ground Con- major tom Ma- major tom blew him up but before that people didn't care like, really he was like almost dropped by the label and everything and i, I know i'm not david wow. bowie but <laughs> the fact that that dude had that issue that issue i mean all those songs that came out that didn't do well at all true inspiring yeah for sure and i I mean you're not david bowie but you're very 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 accomplished what 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 continues to fuel you each day like what is it that continues to motivate you to want to keep putting out music and working with you know these level level of artists that you get to work with really just getting better the the drive for wanting to be better and uh to be best at what I do uh, that I can be and um, and I want to provide for my family you know I want to have a, a family I want to build a family you know I mean I do have my mom and and my siblings and stuff like that and my aunt right. but I also want to you know help create the some offspring and all that and I want to be able to provide <laughs> for them in order to do that I'm going to need to be the best at what I do for sure True. What are you most proud of to date? Like, what is your biggest accomplishment, you think? Mm. I'll say, I think, well, for one, um, being alive and, and healthy yeah. mentally and physically, that's the first deal. part. Uh, and then I'll say um, my work with Janelle Monet. I think, you know, working with an artist before the record deal and right. through getting the deal and then all the way up to here is a, is a big difference from joining someone when they are already like Beyonce, for example, like if I joined right. now, yeah, yeah. The, passing the audition for Beyonce, which is cool. That's a great thing. But, but building from the very beginning to now to me is a clear cut accomplishment. That's definitely, huge. Definitely. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And what do you think, what do you see next um, for you and uh, the whole team with Janelle? Hmm. An incredible album. I, I don't know exactly what it's going to sound like, but we're in the early, early stages of um, creating vibes. You know, I have an idea, but, you know, um, I feel like it's going to be deep and um, political and powerful, uh, but groovy at the same time, you know? Of course, and yeah. uh, I feel like it's going to make people feel good because we're in a good space. I mean, you know, we've been through a lot the past few years, especially this past year. <laughs> the word a lot is really an understatement so yeah. it's, it's been wow like we haven't been in an, a new international war in a long time you know i will say that mm-hmm. and um but you wouldn't know that because this past year felt like you know a u.s war a civil war yeah especially yeah. in america definitely yeah. felt like yeah. a civil war was brewing big time so uh, uh so we have a lot to celebrate that we're moving past that Things have calmed down. Like right now, we just had this interview for, you know, I don't know, 40 minutes or so, and yeah. I've not heard the siren outside. That's a big deal to me. Like wow. normally, 
yeah, here in New York, every five minutes I hear a siren going by. So wow. I yeah. Hear but, yeah. May it be. May it be a day Maybe of peace. Maybe the cops are just on strike. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, I think there's snow all over the ground. So maybe that's why. <laughs> well, let's hope it continues that way. Uh, yeah, Clindo, we really appreciate your time. I know that we um, we're pretty tight on time here, so we have to be respectful of yours and let you run. But thanks so much for doing this. Um, lots of great information. Great chatting with you. Before we let you go, can you let people know where to find you? Any projects that you have out now where they can find those? Absolutely. Thank you for having me, uh, first of all. And um, yes, yeah, so you can find me on uh, Kalendo.com. And uh, that's K-E-L-L-I-N-D-O, Kalendo.com. And uh, I'm on Instagram, the real Kalendo on Instagram. And, uh, you know, hit me up, you know, say hi, say what's up, ask questions, you know, uh, and uh, let's be in touch. Thank you all so much. Can't wait to see you in person and um, have you all as guests at a show. And, you know, maybe uh, a couple of beers, you know, a couple of Molson Goldens. There Definitely go. got to come by the studio if you ever come to Toronto. When you come, not if, when you come to That's Toronto. For sure. yeah. In about and we'll be rock- we're hoping to see you. There we go. Yeah. We'll be rocking the t-shirts as well. So. Oh, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> we really, really appreciate this, man. Stay safe and we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you very much. You too. Stay safe. Thanks, Good luck thank with you. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com Captivate today to start your free trial.